This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up, everybody? Episode 297 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we're not going to talk about how to get paid for your pad. We're going to talk about how to get paid for your boat. Because I'm talking to Nicole Young, and she rents out two houseboats in Norfolk, Virginia. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jasper. I'm excited to be on the podcast. I'm excited too, because I don't think I've ever talked to a host who's renting out boats. And so I am really excited. I'm really eager to learn about what are the differences between renting out a boat versus a home. So when you think about Airbnb, of course, you think about homes and rooms and apartments and stuff. But there's a lot of other things that you can rent out. Anything where you can sleep, I guess you can, uh, you can put on Airbnb. So I would love to hear your, your story. How, how did you get those boats in the first place? And what's your, what's your experience been so far? Okay, sure. Well, I bought the first one. It's a 37-foot holiday mansion in November of 2016. And then I did like all of, well, not me, but the marine contractors that I hired to do the work to get it up to speed. I spoke with the marina beforehand, told them what I wanted to do, and they were fine with it. And so by March of 2017, it was open. And then it has just been like booked out from like someone who just came for a month because they were in Iowa. And so they had a job like the Hampton Roads area has a lot of military, a lot of transient people. So it was great because the gentleman was from like a landlocked area. And so being on the water, you know, was was fantastic for him. And then the second one, which is a 50 foot Gibson, I actually just bought that in June. And then by July 4th weekend, it was open. So, you know, like so many kudos to my boyfriend helping out with that and like just getting the repairs and stuff done. It wasn't as much work as the smaller one, just because I had been doing that one for a while. And so I kind of knew like what direction I wanted to go with this. And so that is kind of how the houseboats happened. And I stayed in a houseboat in Richmond and I always wanted to be like an innkeeper and own houseboats. And so when I put the idea together, I wasn't sure like if it would catch on. I didn't do, you know, like any surveys or any focus groups or, you know, try to like really do the research. I just knew that it was something that I liked and I was hoping that other people liked it as well. So. And it seems like a lot of people like it because you're pretty much, uh, you're pretty much fully booked, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Um, I've had a lot of people come on board and not just through like Airbnb, which has been wonderful, especially for the bigger boat because it sleeps six instead of the smaller one, which sleeps two. But I've also to try to like get the weekdays filled because I was having a hard time 
doing that when I first got the smaller boat in 2017. So I had like my best friend, Shia, who was like, maybe you should do a date night on the houseboat. And I was like, that's a terrific idea. And so I started doing like a date night and it's three hours. And so I've been able to put more people on the boat, like during the weekday. And it's in Groupon has actually attracted like a lot of local people too. So that's been great. And I've gotten a lot of traction from that. And then Airbnb, like, you know, that always will fill in like the weekdays, the holidays, um, any sort of events that are going on, you know, down here. So I'd love to learn more about your date night concept. So is this, is this an experience that you put on Airbnb? Well, at one point I had done that, but it was actually through a Groupon, which I did like the date night and the overnight. And so the date night is like three hours and a couple or an individual will come on board the boat and it's, it's a sensorial experience and it really involves like being in relationship with one another and being able to like the internet's there but there isn't any tv so really people have to communicate with one another or just enjoy you know time with themselves and my whole concept behind that is because the names of the boats are one's named the smaller one for my grandmother the bigger one is named for my grandfather and so for me i always want to make the houseboats feel like home, like how they made me feel when I would go to their home when I was younger. And so I wanted to have that same experience of like coziness and, you know, being in relationship with one another. And so that's how the date nights really formed because you get like something to drink and you get a small appetizer board and then you just get time to be on there with one another, you know, and I've had individuals come on there and some people they'll like paint um, or they'll listen to music or, you know, eat or drink something. And so it's a combination of a lot of different things, but that was always like, you know, the reason behind and, you know, how the concept kind of developed into what it is now. And are you getting a lot of traction with that on, on Groupon? Yeah, I've been getting a lot of traction with that. And even when I did the Airbnb experience, I got traction with that as well because people were just, you know, they just wanted to come aboard. And I was like, well, if I'm doing overnights back to back, you know, I have like a two hour clean time and I need that whole time, you know, to clean. And so I didn't want to try to have like people in there for an hour, but I was like, hey, if I set a certain number of days aside, then I can do date nights. And so I can typically, you know, like during a week, I can do like six to eight date nights. They used to be um, about seven hours long. And then I started doing some research and I was like, well, when people are out on dates, if they go to like a dinner and a movie, that'd be like three to four hours. It wouldn't be like seven hours. And so, and I was trying to figure out how to utilize the boat you know, in a better way. And with the bigger boat, I don't do date nights on that one just because, you know, of the size of it and it sleeps six. And so I was like, I'd much rather have an overnight on there. Just monetarily speaking, it doesn't make any sense to do the date nights on there. 
Um, so at this point, I keep that one for only overnights. And then with the smaller one, um, it's overnights and date nights. Could you talk us through how does it work using Groupon for these things? People buy the, they buy the Groupon and then they contact you and you tell them which dates are available? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it works. I link the Airbnb calendar through Groupon. And so sometimes people look, sometimes they don't. Sometimes people return the Groupons because they're just like, I wanted something for tonight. And sometimes I'm able to successfully, they said they wanted a date night, but I'm like, that's not available. So if you want to, there's another houseboat, but it's for overnights only. So I'm able to convert them and just use the difference between what the date night is, which is like 49, 50 bucks and turn into an overnight on the bigger houseboat, which is like 140 to like 185. And now since we're like in the low part of the season, it's like 120 to like 175. So it's still, you know, making more money. And so that's, since I just, you know, bought the other one, that's what I'm in the business of doing is really to try to, you know, provide a wonderful experience for guests and then also build up the clientele so I can have people that, you know, will come back and then hopefully, you know, if they're on the smaller boat, if they're on the bigger boat, sometimes, you know, they're like, Hey, I can bring back my family. or I can do this next year. Cause I mean, it's been wonderful because even though I just opened up the bigger houseboat July 4th weekend, I've already had a couple people that have returned, you know, since then. So it's been really great. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really smart idea. Uh, you know, to, to do these date nights so you can, uh, you can use your boats more efficiently and add some extra income. I guess people can do that with homes as well. If you have like a nice balcony or something like that, what advice do you have for, let's say somebody's listening and thinking, Hey, I've got a really nice balcony. That could be, you know, that could be a good spot for people that want to go on a date, like, like a romantic place or something where you can see the sunset or something like that. So what's, what will be the process for somebody to start doing this? Using, using Groupon? So what you do is you contact Groupon. And when I first started doing it, I had someone that I would communicate with. But now it's like you have to go through like Groupon merchant support. And what they will do is they'll be like, yay or nay with the idea. I brought a lot of ideas to them. And many of them they've said nay to. But with like a date night or something like that, you tell them like, Hey, you know, I have this space and this is what I want to do with it. And then if they approve it, then it could go live, you know, in a couple of days. And then you could, you know, get people ringing your phone because what I've connected, like all of this, you know, like date nights, overnights, you know, people wanting an experience is that like, you don't really have to offer something that's so out of the box but you just have to like offer something that provides people with like space and time. And so if you do like those small touches, like how you talk about, you know, in the podcast all the time, you know, something to drink, you know, something to eat, you know, like a little Polaroid camera that they can take pictures with. Oh, you know, you can use this hashtag and, you know, then on my stories on Instagram, like I'll tag them, you know, little things that provide like a memory, like when they're, 
80 years old and they're sitting in the bed and they can be like, remember when we went on this boat together? Or they can think to themselves, you know, individually like, oh, remember when we did this? And so doing things that kind of like connect the dots to their memories, because once you get somebody and they've created a memory in your space, I had a girl who I bought the bigger boat from. She actually stayed on the houseboat on the smaller one. She bought a houseboat after that. It was on the same pier as mine. And then she met a guy while she was on the houseboat and they ended up married. They lived on the houseboat. They're having a baby. I bought the houseboat from them, the bigger one. And she always talks about how, you know, the Lois Elaine like brought love to her and, you know, how all these things have happened. And I've had people that have been on and a person got engaged and now they're having a baby and you know, they come back and they take pictures. And I also do photo shoots on both boats as well. And so it's just like things to create memories for people. Like, I feel like I'm more so in that business, like creating memories with my space. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but that makes a little sense. <laughs> okay. I, it's uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And now that the, the short term rental space is getting more competitive, I think it's all about experiences. Um, that's what it's all about. So I think I love what you're doing. It's an amazing, it's a really smart idea. Hi, this is Margot, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Hostfully.com. You may know about us for our digital guidebooks, but did you know that we also provide property management software? If you have more than 10 properties, you might be a perfect fit. We help you automate tasks, keep track of all your property details, communicate with your guests with a unified inbox, and increase your distribution across booking platforms, including Airbnb, Verbo and booking.com. Please take a minute to see how we might be able to help you at hostfully.com. Let's go back to the, to the Airbnb business that you have with these two boats. Yeah. Uh, cause I'm trying to visualize cause it's really interesting. There's lots of regulations popping up everywhere. You know, I'm even thinking about my own city, Barcelona, where it's almost impossible to get a, get a license to Airbnb. But I wonder if I could, if I can buy a boat and rent it out, then I'm sure there's no official regulations that prohibit people from renting out boats on Airbnb because there's, you know, there's probably not a lot of people doing it. So I'm trying to think like, first of all, like, can you move these boats? So you can, you can move them. One of them, um, the outdrives are shot. So I just have to dry dock it and fix those. And then for the other one, it can go out on the water just with like liability. I don't like to do that. Because, you know, Virginia with us having like the bay and the ocean and the Coast Guard and Harbor Patrol and it's a lot. (laughs) So since I've been doing it, like it's funny that you speak of regulations because I actually moved out of my marina because they didn't want to do short term rentals anymore. And a lot of places don't want to do short term rentals at the marina because they're just like, there are people coming in here that we don't know and so on and so forth. And so I moved to a private dock with someone who is actually doing Airbnb on this property that that company actually has like many rentals that they do. And most of the properties like on the water. And so it's been great until different organizations within the city of Norfolk, they're like, you know, it's not zoned properly and you know, this and that and the water treatment system in the houseboats, because you have to have like, for Norfolk, like, even though I have this treatment system that was put in for waste, like you have to 
have it pumped out instead of it going into the water, even though it's treated. And so I had to like get that fixed recently. And so, you know, it's, it's the ebbs and flows of it. You know, I feel like you're always going to come up against something. And so just trying to like navigate that. Um, I'm actually speaking with a council member tomorrow to address this because I've always tried to do things, you know, above board and like, I've never misled anybody with what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, for small businesses and for people who would like to make this their livelihood and they're, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm doing a disservice, you know, to the community. And so I feel like there should be more options for people who can do this. And I get like the bed and breakfast, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we want you guys to pay the same amount of money. But I mean, or even the hotels, but it's just like, I don't feel like people who are doing Airbnb out of their primary residence or out of somewhere that they bought, like they have the number of people coming, you know, that like a hotel or a bed and breakfast would have. And so for me, you know, I just kind of deal with it as it comes. But technically, though, like here, and I've been told this, that like zoning doesn't have any jurisdiction over the water. But with a dock being attached to a property, that's when the issues come in and having enough parking, having enough trash cans and, you know, so on and so forth. Interesting. So that was the the first thing I was going to ask you, actually, because most of the marinas, they're fenced off, right? And so... Yeah. You know, when you have a boat, like, you know, you probably know the security guard. And, and so, but, but if you have constantly have people coming in and out, I imagine there could be a problem. So you found a, a private dock where you can, and then you move. did you move your boat there? Yeah, I moved both of them there. Um, I found someone locally who could just do that. And so that was easy. Like the dock was in good shape and I was able to tie it up. So I haven't had any issues there. Uh, well, I haven't had any issues until, you know, parts of the city government got involved. And so I'm working through those right now. And I've also found another spot that they may go. But, you know, I would like to find the boats forever home. You know, I don't want to have to keep on moving them because it is expensive. And then, you know, you have to tell your guests like, oh, it's here now. And, you know, people ask questions, which makes total sense. And you don't want to be like, oh, hey, like, you know, due to, you know, issues with the city government. Because when I first had an issue, like with the waste treatment system on board, I had to tell people that they couldn't go to the bathroom on board the boat. And so, you know, it was like, because if you go to the bathroom and anyone sees, then they could like find me and I have to get this fixed. And you know, it's a lot for people who are just trying to come on, do a date night or an overnight, and then be on their merry way. Like, they shouldn't have to be bogged down with the fact of, like, you know, can't use the restroom, you know, hope you don't drink anything or, you know, so that was the only unfortunate part. And you're saying you're talking to the local authorities now. Did they reach out to you about this boat? Did they find out or did you reach out to them? Um, It was a little bit of both, to be honest, because they had said that they had been looking into this for a while, but I had contacted them numerous times to make sure that everything was good to go. And it has been until, and this like one of the big things about neighbors, you know, complaining about this. And I've spoken to like a civic league that we have in Norfolk about this. And one of the people on the league 
is a neighbor, you know, kind of far down, but still a neighbor. And so I think that people, you know, they're just uncomfortable with it, you know, and I am not really sure why when it doesn't seem to me like the boats don't affect them and they'll give me like kudos about them, but at the same time, they want it stopped. And so I'm like, well, you know, it's up, it's up to, you know, the people that are above me and above the neighbors, but it seems like a lot of the zoning stuff is really directed with how the people around you feel. And it's not so much with like what is actually happening. So. Interesting. Does it make sense from a, an investing perspective? Like, like if you look at like how much you paid for the boats and how much it, how much it, uh, the, the return is like this, if you look back, like, is it something that you would recommend to other people? Yeah, I would definitely recommend this. I think that with like, when I look at Airbnb and all the unique spaces, there aren't a lot of them. And I would say that the market isn't really flooded. And so I would tell people to always do this. I've actually done a little bit of consulting with people who wanted to do this. And I'm always happy to speak with people that are thinking about this because I think it's such a good idea. It's not as costly as people would think it is. I bought the first one for like 5,000. And then I had to, of course, like pour money into it because the space that I envisioned was like light and bright and it needed, you know, it needed to be painted. It needed like flooring. It needed a bathroom. I mean, you know, just on and on, you know, definitely like any property you would have, you have to keep the disposable income because there are things that do just naturally go wrong with a vessel being on the water and things that you need fixed quick. And the people and the person that works on my boat, um, he's a Marine contract and a Marine surveyor. He's wonderful. And because he is, he's like 85 an hour. So I need to have money to be able to pay him because he comes and he does the work and it's fast and it's really good. And so, and you know, when you're turning over a rental, like you just need somebody to be like, oh, hey, can you get out here? And then they're there. And so, you know, you have to pay for that. But I mean, definitely, you know, when I look at like what my expenditures are and when I look at how much I'm making, it definitely makes sense. And even, you know, when I'm in different places and, you know, if I'm posting on Instagram, like people just connecting, you know, they see it as a space and somewhere where they can just, you know, come and do what they want to do. So that's like anything from, the photo shoots to um, the date nights, the overnights to like, you know, someone contacted me this week about like doing a business meeting. And so, you know, all of those different things. And then since I'm attached to the property, when people are there, they're just like, oh, like, what are these houseboats? And so I get even more people that are trying to, you know, figure out what this is and, hey, like, I'd like to come on board, you know, next time that I'm back here, you know, rent out this and then have one of the spaces in the home. And so I would highly encourage, you know, people to look into that. Of course, first, you know, look into the Airbnb laws. But if you're at a private dock and you have great neighbors, that would, that would definitely be something that would be great. That's awesome. And then if you have problems with the local authorities, you could just move it to a different, uh, a different area. Right. Right. You, you can't do that with a house. I mean, if you buy a house and 
you know, they prohibit the Airbnb hosting, then you're kind of done. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's really interesting. Do you, do you know any other people that are doing this or do you know any people that, cause you're, you have houseboats, but you could also, you could also have a boat that is a sailing boat that has a, has a bed. Um, I've seen, I've seen some of them, uh, in, uh, in Miami actually. Yes. I actually had a guy and I had helped him, um, with his listing and he had a smaller boat than mine. And so he was renting that out. He was like right next to me at one point. And so it was working for him. He got a little bit, you know, less because it was a smaller boat, but he liked doing it as well. I think that it all depends on like what direction you want to go with it because some people it's like, you're looking at it like, you know, a very stylized space, but then some people are just like, you know, this is just where I'm sleeping and I'm just staying on a boat. And so it ebbs and flows like between that because like for the bigger houseboat, it sleeps six, you know, there's like, I keep, you know, the fridge stocked and different coffees and cereal and jams and creamers and this and that and the other. But for some people, I'd be like, you know, this is just a space for you to sleep. Like it's not, you know, fully, not fully decked out, but it doesn't have all of, you know, the amenities. But I always take note of what like guests comment on and what they really take a liking to, because even like on, it has two outdoor spaces. And so with one of them, I added like fishing poles. And so some people just really enjoy those fishing poles. And um, there's a place where you can get bait, like about five minutes down the road. And so it's, you know, it's a part of their whole experience. And also like on the back outdoor space, you can look and you can see the naval base. And for some people, you know, it creates like a memory for them because they want served in the military or they know someone who like served there, you know? So I would say that it ebbs and flows between like people who just want somewhere to sleep and sell like a sailboat or a smaller boat. And then somewhere where people want to have like an experience and you want them to come back to it. You want them to tell people that sort of thing. I was going through, through some of your reviews and it seems like people just, love the boat a lot of people are saying that they sleep really well because you know you're on the water so it wiggles a little bit and there's you know the fresh ocean breeze and the and the space that you have around you um so yeah it's i'm reading some of your reviews and they're pretty they're pretty amazing thank you people have been really kind i've been like very thankful very very thankful awesome nicole well thank you for for sharing your story i think it's very inspirational i'm 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 really curious about all this and um, I'm definitely going to look into uh, the situation uh, back in Barcelona because I'm just thinking, you know, like when you have, for example, a sailing boat that you can mm -hmm. sleep on, I mean, those things are probably in the harbor, like 95, if not more percent of the time. Right. And so you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like an asset that you just, you just can't use it very often. Like unless mm -hmm. you like, you know, quit your job and start sailing around the world or something like that. But for, I think for most people, they'd probably buy a boat and then they think, oh yeah, I'm going to go sailing every weekend. And then the first couple months they may do that. But eventually I think uh, the boats just end up spending most of the time in, in the harbor. Right. And so this could be yeah. a great way to, to actually make it affordable or make it worth it for people to get a boat. If they can, if they can rent it out on, on Airbnb while, while it's sitting idle in the harbor. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, 
thanks so much for sharing your story. It was great and good luck with everything. And uh, I would love to hear any updates on, uh, on, on your talks with the, with the local authorities. So yeah, please let me know if, if there's anything, if there's any developments. I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your time as well. And to the listeners, thanks for listening. And of course, next week, there will be another episode. So I hope to see you then. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.